Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the weekly Dog Check Podcast, exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network, hosted by myself, as long as the one and only Eric Metcalf. Eric, man, happy Saturday, happy weekend. You know, how's your weekend going so far, man? It's going great. I mean, you know, I'm sorry we had to do this late. We were hoping to have a, a special guest, which didn't happen, but, you know, we're still going to have fun on this show. Absolutely. And hopefully that special guest, you know, we can get him in the future. Um, busy time for a lot of people right now. Um, it is currently one of the most cold days, you know, of the supposed to be moving on from fall to winter weather here today in Ohio. Um it's like 35 degrees. There's some snow this morning. Um, oh, wow. Pretty cold outside. Yeah. Nothing, oh, wow. nothing, nothing accumulating or anything like that, but it is, uh, it's definitely chilly out there. Um, I'm sure the weather where you're at is probably a lot nicer than this, but I mean, <laughs> it, it all, it all depends on what you consider nice because it, it, it's not that cold for sure. It's, it's like, uh, 50 degrees but at the same time at any moment it might start start storming so you know like i said it all depends on what you consider nice if you talk about warmth we got you by 15 <laughs> degrees but if you're talking about rain and snow we're, we're, we're probably losing <laughs> yeah i'm talking more i'm talking more temperature i love like 50 60 degree hoodie weather days sunshine or not I'm a big fan of that weather, but um, if you guys are a fan of sports betting, make sure you go over to Bet Online AG. They sponsor us over here at the Believe Podcast Network. Um, Bet Online AG is your number one destination for all sports bets. There's a great slate of football this weekend. Uh, some great games, um, including you know our Browns Patriots game, and one that is going to be interesting is a Monday Night Football game um, in the 49ers and Rams. And Eric, our our guy OBJ is officially um, moved on. The Browns cut him in between this episode and the last one. Browns cut him. Uh, we touched on it a little bit in, in our last episode, you know, discussing whether it was the right move for them, what they should have done. Um, so really quickly, you know, we won't we won't touch base on him too long because he is now, you know, not the focus of the Browns. But um, what do you expect from him in L.A.? Um, actually, the news is crazy. Just came out probably. I was just about to say. I was just about to say with Robert Woods uh, having an ACL tear. That it looks good for him, you right? I mean, because now that's he can be be the the second receiver. Right. I mean, obviously when you when you're talking about the Rams, Cooper Cup is is the guy right now, and so with Odell coming in there, uh, he can he can be the second receiver. He can catch a lot of balls, and 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 hopefully he'll be happy. Definitely, and um, a lot of you know Brown's opinions had some you know sour opinions on, over the week um, about about him, and you know at the end of the day. If we have, you know, the guests on that we'd like to down the road, we'll get more into it. But I hope with him, but nothing but the best. Um, it's just one of those things that didn't work out. I think, you know, it's unfortunate that Robert Woods got hurt because, you know, he's a good receiver and he was helping out that Rams team a lot as a second option. Um, but like you mentioned, now, you know, OBJ is that number two guy and Cooper Cup and OBJ looks uh, looks pretty scary. And you have a quarterback in Matthew Stafford who, you know, he I like Matt Stafford. He's a good quarterback. He deserves to have um, weapons on his offense. You know, he deserves to have a winning football team just based on, you know, his career being in Detroit and not being able to really compete for anything there. Um, so best of luck to OBJ, Matt Stafford, and all those other guys over there. Um, but our focus is on the Cleveland Browns. And we got a, what I would consider uh, a must-win playoff atmosphere type of game tomorrow. Um, you know, the Browns are coming into this game at 5-4. and four. Patriots are sitting at the same record. 
Um, a lot of wild card, you know, implications on this game that could, you know, play a big part in the, both teams' futures later on down the road. Um, but before we get into matchups and previewing the Patriots game, let's touch a little bit on the Bengals game. Um, I thought, Eric, that was the first game all year where the Browns played just about 60 minutes of complete football from start to finish in that blowout win in Cincinnati. Yeah, they, they played good football, but I mean, the defense definitely was the catalyst. They, the defense started everything, had a, a bunch of turnovers, uh, gave the offense good field position. So that that's what it takes to have a game like that. So then the offense isn't expected to drive 80 yards every time they get the ball. The defense made plays and set them up with short fields and, and actually scored as well. So it made it a lot easier on, on them. And so, you know, when you, when you have teams – you have a team that's playing complimentary football for, for 60 minutes. It, it looks good. Obviously, it's going to be a little different this week because now you have you have, you have the gene, the mad scientist over there uh, who's going to be dissecting these, these films going into this game, and he's going to take away your best part of your offense. And we know what was considered the best part of our offense. That's the run game minus a couple running backs. And so if he can take that, it's – it's there for uh, it's for Baker and the and the receivers to take if they can can make plays. And it's going to be interesting because you know in terms of all the Baker Mayfield talk that has gone on this entire season, um, I when I'm speaking for myself here when I say this, um, I think what what Baker Mayfield needs to prove to us as a Cleveland Browns fan base is that. He can be successful and function the way that he did. I mean, against the Bengals, he had one of the highest QBRs all week. Um, his QBR, his QBR rating was just absolutely insane. Just every stat category was good. Granted, he was like 14 for maybe I think 14 for 21. Didn't throw the ball too much. Again, as you mentioned, because the defense was creating turnovers, and every time the Browns on offense had an opportunity, they took advantage of it. Which is something to where when I mention 60 minutes of football, that's what I mean. I mean the defense is creating points on offense and the offense is converting on those points and finally taking advantage of every opportunity that they had. Um, but going back to this game with Baker Mayfield, I think in terms of his success, it comes when everything else is clicking. The defense is clicking, the run game is clicking, everything else is clicking. If Baker Mayfield can go out there with, you know, Nick Chubb and Demetric Fellin out, um, Dernis Johnson is a great, uh, you know, third option. Kareem Hunt also out, he's been on the IR. Um, but I'm still waiting for that signature game in a big moment, in a big game where I mentioned, you know, this game could have crazy, you know, implications in terms of, you know, seeding and, and tiebreakers down the road. So it is time for Baker Mayfield to step up and shine in a moment like this to where, like you mentioned, Bill Belichick, you know, he's a mastermind. He's going to do everything in his power to take away that run game. So they're going to make, it's almost like they're going to make Baker Mayfield win this game. And if he can do that, I, I don't know because he has, he's yet to prove it, but this in my opinion, Eric, is a staple game so far in Baker Mayfield's career for him to go out there and show the fans and show everybody that are, have any ounce of doubt in them about the man, you know, what he's all about. Yeah, because I, I, once again, like I said, Bill is going to take away the run because he knows our line is good and we can run the ball pretty much. Regard, if they put me back there right now, we could probably run the ball well. And so so putting the, uh, the uh, Dearness back there he is a, a viable option. So he, he proved it against the, the, the Broncos that he can run the ball when he's back there. So if Bill tries to take that away uh, from from the Browns, then it is Baker's time to shine. I mean, and, and it's not only is his time to shine, it's Stefanski's time to shine. 
because he has to prove that they can do something other than yeah. play action football, play play action passing, and, and and throw the ball. Because if it becomes a drop back game where he's going to throw like that, then Baker has to prove that he can do it. And this is the game to do it. I mean, not not only for the team, but look looking forward it, uh, as as far as the contract and all that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, whether – speaking of contracts, the Browns had a great week. They were active, you know, signing two key offensive linemen of their future to, to big deals. And I think it just shows, you know, they got rid of OBJ's salary, you know, dumped it. They're all moving on, and they're using that money to, you know, spend it in a position where it has proven that if you have a good offensive line in front of your guys like Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield and all these other guys, everything just clicks. And so prioritizing what is working for them is something that, you know, you love to see. You love to see them go out there and pay these big linemen. Um, they have most of their offensive line now under contract um, for, for a long time. So it's going to be very nice to have such dominant offensive line play um, for many you know years to come, hopefully. Um, but Dernish Johnson, like we mentioned, has to have another good game. Again, it seems like number six, Baker Mayfield, functions best when everything is working. So if Dernish Johnson is clicking, I mean, you mentioned that Denver game. He had a great game, and it's it really is a luxury having – you know, that next man up mentality all the way across the board because they, they said today Tack McKinley, I don't know if you saw that, is going to be out. So somebody's going to have right. to step up on that defensive line and have that next man up mentality because, you know, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, they're great. You know, they produce. But at the end of the day, these guys need to step up. And so far, um, you know, when they've had next man up mentality, they've been able to do so when they haven't. It's been like 50-50. So stepping up in a big game is really going to show us a lot about this team because, it's just the biggest test, obviously, so far this year. Um, and the Dolphins, um, you know, coming away with a win against the Ravens in what was a crazy game. I don't know if you got to watch that game, Eric, but coming yeah. them coming away with that game for the Browns is absolutely huge in terms of the division because, I mean, you know, I think this division, as far as both of us and everyone can see it, is wide open at this point. It's, it's only it's only huge for the Browns if they go out there and take care of business yep, themselves. Absolutely. Yep. If, if they don't win this game, then it, it's it's not really that huge for them because it, it it separates them another game as as well. But I think that you know it's theirs for the taking. They just have to go out there and play good complimentary football. The v, the defense has to step up because once again, when we're talking about Bill Belichick and how they game plan against team, it it could be a game where he could come out there and and maybe run the ball six times a game because that's what he feels will work. They have to throw it dink and dunk. They use that. They treat that as a run, and so or or vice versa. If they think they can run the ball on on the Browns defense, then that's what they'll do every play because Bill is going to dissect these films and he's going to look at what he thinks he can exploit both offensively and defensively. And so that's where we, as, as the Browns, have to be focused because we we know he's going to try to take something away and we know he's going to try to use something to his advantage and so offensively and defensively we have to take advantage of that when he give us what he's uh and and take away what he's giving us because that that's what's going to make it hard if you if you can't if he gives you the pass and we can't pass it's going to be a long day it right because he's He's going to take the run because he knows that's who we are. And that's why, going back to what you said earlier, it is so important for them to sign the linemen because that's who we are. We're a running football team because when the run is going offensively, even for the whole team, that the team 
sort of has a, you know, they, they kind of steps up in, in every aspect because it's hard to stop the run. The run is demoralizing to teams. If you can't stop it and you know they're going to do it, it's demoralizing. So it, it picks everyone up and we know we can go out there and, and run the ball. And so that's why it's going to be tough this game because Bill knows that. And, and Bill's one of those guys who's going to try to take that away and once again make it a drop-back passing game for, for Baker Mayfield. So you can play action all you want, but it's still going to be tough. The first head-to-head matchup for Bill Belichick and Kevin Stefanski so far in Kevin Stefanski's young head coaching career. Um, so it, you're right. It's going to be very interesting to see how, you know, these two, they go at it because, you know, they're they're both, you know, um, Kevin Stefanski, you know, he was, you know, coach of the year. He, he still has stuff to prove. He's had some shaky spots this year. Overall, I think he's a great coach. Bill Belichick, we know one of the best coaches to ever step on the football field and a coaching legend. Um, their new quarterback, Mac Jones, had some uh, attention, not not necessarily good attention this past week. Um, I forget who the defensive back was that he – it appeared in the video. I don't know if you saw it. I'm oh, not sure. He yeah. was, you know, it looked like he was twisting the ankle of the Panthers' uh, defensive back. Um Eric, what do you think of Mac Jones? He's having, you know, in his rookie year, 2,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, nothing really crazy. Um, but the Patriots are 5-4. and four. Um, They had a lot of additions in the offseason, you know, getting two tight ends, um, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Um, they, they signed guys on defense. Their defense has been, you know, it's been solid for, for the past, you know, several, several years. Um, so what do you think of, you know, the, their game plan and how, you know, they're using Mac Jones so far in his, in his um, rookie campaign? I think that I think they're using them well, and I and I think it all boils down to to coaching. You know, like I said, I don't know remember which game it was, but I think they they might have passed the ball or, or run the ball six seven times and passed it every single time because that's what they felt they can they were could be successful at. And so when when I look at Mac Jones and 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 the, and the coaches that they have, I think they make him better because they're going to game plan it where and they they're not going to. They're going to uh, take his uh, ability to, and use it to their advantage. He can get the ball out of his hands quickly. So they run quick option routes. They throw the ball quickly and get it out of his hands. They don't have to stay back there, stand back there, take seven-step drops, and, and throw the ball. And that and that's what they do. And so that's why I think it's going to be it's, it's going to be crazy this game playing because if you if you go back and watch. Um, when we played uh, the, the Texans, that's basically the same thing you're going to see. He came from – the head coach came from New England. Yep. It's going to be exactly the same thing. And before Tyrod Taylor got hurt, they were moving that ball up and down the field on us, dinking and dunking, which is the same thing that New England's going to do. And to put it into perspective, you mentioned they had a game where, you know, they only ran the ball six times. The Patriots' leading rusher – um, in, on their entire roster is Damian Harris. He's our number one back. He only has 133 yards rushing on the season. Um, that's like one game's worth for Nick Chubb. And we're now in week 10. So they are a pass-heavy football team. Um, their leading receiver for the Patriots, Jacoby Myers, has almost 500 yards for them. So it's just going to be a really interesting game because clearly they're a pass-heavy team. You know, they rely a lot on the rookie and Mac Jones. So it's going to be up again to our defense, our defensive line to get pressure, and our defensive backs um, to step up. And you know, a lot. Denzel Ward had a great game last week. You know, he had the pick six, ninety-nine yards, changed the game because those first two drives. I mean, they, they were marching down the field. You know, you mentioned the run game kills the Browns. 
Um, that, those two drives were, were just completely gassing the Browns' defense. I mean, 20 plays between two drives, you know, back-to-back to, back to open the game, and thankfully Denzel Ward, you know, flipped a switch and flipped a script that could have gone the complete other way had them, you know, had Jamar Chase cut that touchdown that Denzel Ward picked off and then say they scored um, on that next possession. Uh, something in this week that I mentioned, you know, throughout the week in an article for Dogbound Daily um, over there for Fanside, it was... Eric, the, the Browns currently are one of the most, you know, undisciplined teams in the NFL. And when I say that, I don't mean, you know, you know, unsportsmanlike conducts. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, have a, they have a couple here and there, but it's just flags, penalties. They're the second most penalized team in the NFL, right. and they are the first team that ranked the NFL for penalized and pre-snap penalties. So, you know, playing, you know, as you did back in your day, you know, what is it like for a team to be so undisciplined and to commit so many penalties, let alone penalties that are pre-snap? I mean, they had, it was like, what was it, three offsides on defense encroachments on the same drive, two or three, back to back to back. They obviously weren't consecutive, but it's, it definitely seemed like because they were, you know, within a couple plays of each other. So what's it like as a team and how do you fix, you know, is it obviously it seems to be more on coaching or how do you fix especially something like pre-snap penalties that are just errors that shouldn't happen? I mean, things like that, I mean, to me, it, that, that's got to be addressed in practice because obviously they're doing it like doing it in practice, you know, because they're right. feeling like they can get that close. And 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 no one is telling them and, and they're letting it go because it's practice. I don't care if they have referees out there or not. They're there to just call the big penalties and all that. But if they're not doing it all the time, these guys are assuming that they're lining up in the right spot. So if they get comfortable with that, they're doing it. So they have to address that in practice. And that and that's becoming a problem because these they're extending drives. They're they're making it easy or or, or cutting down cutting down the, the down and distance where their a team's ahead of the chains because of these penalties, five yard penalties here and there. And you and you say five yards isn't a lot, but these hidden yards, once they start to add up with oh, all yeah. these penalties, hidden yards, it makes a big difference. By the time it's all said and done, it's almost the length of a football field, right? Yeah. If you keep if you count up all the penalties. And that's and that's and that's a bad situation because you're basically moving the ball for the other team. And it, it self-inflicted errors are something that coaches like Kevin Stefanski, you know, when, when the Browns had Freddie Kitchens, that was one thing that the Brown, that people were highlighting everywhere. Undisciplined and a team that committed a lot of penalties. In Kevin Stefanski's first season, the Browns didn't really do a whole lot of it. You know, they turned it around, um, you know, they, 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 it just calmed down. You know, Kevin Stefanski clearly has a way better control of that entire locker room than, than Freddie Kitchens did. But, you know, we're not really comparing the, the two here. I'm not really comparing them. I'm just, you know, making a statement that it, it, it's concerning at the least that you come in your first season and you kind of eliminate it. And then in your second season, you know, it, it's kind of setting back again. Do you think that it's something that, you know, it clearly has to get fixed because you can't be in the top five, let alone top two and top one in two of those categories and be, you know, a, a Super Bowl team or a team contending for a Super Bowl. You got to get that, you know, cleaned up because you mentioned, you. I, I love the point you made. Five yards doesn't seem like a lot in the long run, but it, it adds up just like you said. And especially in a spot where, you know, the Browns committed a penalty last week on the, the Bengals had the ball almost, in, I believe it was in the Browns red zone and it was third and seven. Uh, I believe it was Miles Garrett that got a sack, and I forget what the penalty was. You might know which play I'm talking about, Eric. And um, the play got offset, and the Bengals got to run another play. Um, that just can't happen, especially in the red zone in a big game like that. So 
five yards in small penalties, again, may not seem like a lot, but at the end of the day, I mean, clearly the numbers show it. You know, you're, you're the number two penalized team in the entire league. It's got to get fixed. Um, if it doesn't get fixed soon, um, then, then the Browns could be in trouble because I, I'm confident that if it doesn't get fixed, it could come back to bite them in a game in the worst way where they're competing in the game, you know, outside of penalties, they're playing well, and then, you know, penalties, you know, make a stupid mistake here or there, and then you find yourself in a bad spot in the game. So, you know, do you think it's something, Eric, that the Browns, you know, turn around quickly or, you know, as it's gone on for 10 weeks, do you think it's something that might get a little better but, you know, might continue into the rest of the regular season? I think they better turn it around if they're going to win these important football games. I mean, because you're starting to play division games. or You will be playing division games later on, and so every game is going to matter that much more. And so in order to win these games, even take this week, for instance, because you're going to – because. Because you don't see the Bengals, I mean, uh, the Patriots get blown out. You right. don't see that just because of coaching. You don't see that. And so and if you're going to uh, have penalties like that, you're just putting yourself in a deficit. So you have to have that cleaned up against these guys because they will definitely take advantage of it. And like I said, moving forward, when you're getting the – and get into these division games, you're going to have to clean, play clean football for 60 minutes. And if you can't play clean football, then you're, you're, you're lessening your chances of, of winning the football game. And we have a, a very good team, but obviously no team is able to overcome lots and lots of turnover or penalties. I'm sorry. If, if you can't, if you have a lot of penalties, you can't, it's hard to overcome regardless of who you are. I don't care what, who you have as your quarterback. I don't care who has your running back. If you can't, if you're creating penalties or having penalties, you're putting yourself in a deficit. And we're, we're not good enough right now as a team to be creating a lot of having a lot of penalties and still going out there and win. I can't lie to you. I am, you know, pretty nervous about this game. It's you, you mentioned, you know, Bill Belichick <laughs> is a great coach. They, they don't get blown out no matter no matter what goes on in the game. Very rarely do you see the Patriots on, on the wrong end of a blowout. It's just it just seems like, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of riding in this game. It really I mean, it feels like we you know, at least for myself, I, I think it almost whether I say it or not, whether it's on a podcast or article, whatever it may be, I may not say it every week, but I do feel like, you know, throughout the season, there has been a lot of games where I've t- been telling myself, okay, like this is Baker Mayfield's chance. This is his time to just step up, shine when everything else isn't working. And so far when I've been telling myself that, it either won, you know, hasn't turned out the way I hoped for, or two, the game went like it did on, you know, maybe not in the big, you know, fashion that it did on Sunday, but to where everything else was working. So Baker Mayfield didn't need to step up. So I'm rooting for the kid. I really want him to show Cleveland something because um, a guy who I forget what uh, his name, he works for PFF. Um, He had a tweet that was interesting, Eric. I want to get your thoughts on this, you know, before we start to wrap up here. And it was, you know, signing the Browns two offensive linemen that they did, you know, that they extended. It tells him that, you know, Baker Mayfield might be playing for somewhere else soon. Now, do I take the Browns signing these guys as that? No, I don't. I mean, Wyatt Teller has been proven that he's just a beast, so they have to pay him. Um, but, you know, they're giving these mo- the money away. You know, they're not giving their money away, but they're, it's worth it, you know, these contracts. But at the end of the day, I mean, you still have Denzel Ward you got to think about. You know, David Njoku looks like the team's best tight end. I've been tweeting that left and right. I mean, Austin Hooper... Is decent, but I think David Njoku looks like the clear-cut number one tight end, and you know you're going to have to extend him maybe. Um, and then you have Baker Mayfield. So, do you feel like you know if Baker Mayfield can't go out there and you know do what he needs to do to win the ball game tomorrow, 
Um, if, if he can't do that anymore this year, I mean, like, after, you know, they picked up his fifth-year option, so they have him for one more, but, you know, how likely could it be that the Browns decide, you know, to fancy wants to get his guy and they go in a different direction? I mean, I feel like the clock is definitely ticking when it comes to him showing out because he, at some point you got to do it, and you've been in the league for four years now, so it it almost seems like it's becoming inevitable that he he's got to show up at some point this year, or it, things could change. You know, it, it, it's ticking for Baker, but but it's ticking for everyone. You know, because I mean, regardless of if you have a contract or whatever, it's always ticking for you as a player. So you have to go out there and produce when you have the opportunity, or or they'll cut you, or they'll trade you. Things happen. That's just the business, the nature of the business. And so I think I think in, in, in Baker's case, he, he needs to go out there and, like you said, play good football, lead the team to a victory where, where it looks like he's actually doing it because that's because right. everybody knows we're a run-heavy team. And so if we can run the ball, then it, it doesn't it doesn't look as flashy with Baker like last week. You know, he has some plays. He has some plays, had the deep play to uh, uh, DPJ. But at the same time, that play was based, was predicated on the running game because it was a play action pass, right? So that's why you signed the lineman because we can run the ball regardless of who's in front of us. And so you sign these guys. And so that's why it looks like Baker's really not that important because everybody knows we're we're a run first offense. But still, even when you're a run first offense, and there's going to be times when your quarterback is going to have to win football games, going to have to play winning football. And it's not like you have you expect him to go out there and throw the ball 40 times a game because that's not who the Browns offense is. But at the same time, there might be a game you're going to have to go out there and throw it 38 or even 40 to win the game. And so that's when you have to prove it. And this might be one of those games. I really think it's this, going to be. This, I, I, I really do. Games, right? Because <laughs> like I said, we know he's going to try to take the run away. And it's gonna be, and it's gonna be, uh, ugly looks as to how he tries to do it. You know, he's gonna run blitz. He's gonna do all different kind of stuff. He's gonna move people around. So because he's gonna try to confuse them, and so this might be the game, like you said, where Baker has to show I can be the leader, drop back quarterback that they everybody thinks I can be or I want to be in order to get this contract and in order to lead this team. I, I do. I just, like you mentioned, 38, 40 passes a game. I, I almost won a game like that. Like, I won a game where the defense of the opposing team could take away, you know, the run just to see what we what we really have in this game. And, I, again, you mentioned it, it might be this game. I, I, I firmly believe that it will be this game. I, want, I think the Browns are going to have to use shotgun a lot more, as you mentioned earlier. And that's where, you know, he's going to make his money. We know he can perform from under center and play action. We, we that That's how this offense you know, functionally, is functionally sound and how they're, when they're at their best. Uh, I just, you know, I, I want it so bad. I want, you know, shotgun, 30, 40 games. I just want to feel like, okay, if, if Baker Mayfield has to come into this game and just completely take it over and dominate with his arm, he's able to do so. And I think he's going to have a great shot to do that tomorrow. Uh, so before we wrap up, Eric, we'll go ahead with some predictions for this game. I, I mentioned it last week to... A couple of family members, um, not publicly, just to a couple of people before the game. I said I felt like the Browns are going to win, and I also felt like the Vikings were going to steal one against the Ravens, and they almost did. Took it to overtime, um, didn't end up pulling out with the win. 
Um, so that would have been nice. But again, you know, it, the Ravens help, or the Dolphins, excuse me, helped us out this week. But ultimately, if the Browns don't win, it doesn't matter. I see the Browns winning this game. I just, I wanted so bad for six that I feel like he's just going to go out there and do it um, because it's been so long to where, like, I, again, I mention it, you know, all the time. It's been, you know, maybe it's just been so long to where he's been able to go out there and just get it done. And I feel like, you know, I don't want the Browns to have to reset the quarterback position. I really don't. I don't think anybody does. Um, there's nobody in the draft. It's not like they're going to draft anybody. You know, I, I doubt they, they're going to go pay, you know, a big free agent. You know, it, their window for to compete is right now, but it just it seems like it, for everything to go the way that their plan is, Baker Mayfield has to work out. So I predicted him to come in tomorrow and to just light it up. Um, I want it so bad that that's why it's my prediction. I'm going with the Browns, 34, Patriots, 24 um, in New England, uh, colder game. I don't know what the weather's like, but I'm going with the Browns win 6-4, and four, and they'll bring it home to play the winless Detroit Lions. I'm going, oh, I'm going Browns. <laughs> Is because I, I, I almost feel I, I I can't say it the other way. I'm, I'm going Browns. You you can if you if you think they're gonna lose. I mean it's I don't I, I don't think they're gonna lose. I think it's gonna be a, a, a tough game. I think it's gonna be somebody's gonna have to make a, a big play, whether it be on defense or special teams, in order for us to win. But I, I think the Browns win 27-23. because because okay. Bill's gonna he's gonna he's gonna play. Clock the clock game. He's gonna play the field position game. He's gonna try to take that run away. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it rough. He's gonna make it rough. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good game. One that again, I think obviously so far the biggest game of the year. Um, but guys, in terms of our podcast, we got some. You know, we got a guest hopefully lined up. We got a couple more I've been in touch with. You know, hopefully to get them on. So we got exciting things coming. And as for the Browns, Eric. It's do or die time. They got to pull it out. It's, you know, the division is, is within reach. Everybody seems like they're within a game. Um, so Every game is a playoff game. Every Exactly. Every game is a playoff game. And they got to come home. I mean, especially getting to come home and, you know, you can't overlook a team like the Detroit Lions. But, I mean, to come home and to be able to play them. And then the next game, um, it would be Sunday Night Football in Baltimore. And I told myself, um, I was talking with my mom, I told her, I said, if the Browns, I told her this before the Bengals game, if the Browns can beat the Bengals, the Patriots and then the Lions will be at that Sunday night football game in Baltimore thir- Thanksgiving weekend. So it's, See, it's that's crazy that you said that because before the Pittsburgh game, I said we're about to go on a little run. <laughs> it's weird. And I was it's thinking, weird. and I was thinking they were going to beat Pittsburgh and go on a, a, a little run, which would have been like four games, right? Right. I was like, we're about to go on a little run. We obviously didn't beat Pittsburgh, but we still have the opportunity to get three out of the four. Right. Which so, I would consider a run, you know, three out of four, especially. Right, right. that's three out of yeah, and 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 so, and so I, I was a little I was a little bit overzealous in the beginning by saying they were going to be thirteen and four because I think I drank the Kool Aid, but I can still be that. <laughs> I can still they can still be that. I can st- there's a chance that I can still be right. There's a there's a there's a chance if, at this very moment there's a chance I can still be right, and I just like being right. If, <laughs> If, if the Cleveland Browns go 13-4 and they have four losses at week 10, oh man, I I don't know I don't know what I would do. I I mean, they their their schedule's tough. They got they got the Raiders, the Packers on Christmas. I mean, anything's possible, but it's, anything's possible. 
That's a tall. But you go on a little run. You get on. You go on a little run. You start building confidence. You know, it, it doesn't look like it was looking in the beginning, and everybody's mindset is a little different. So you play a little more free out there. Everybody just goes out there. Defense attacks the football and just flies around. Offense. Everybody catches the ball and makes plays because you have that confidence. So it's about going on a run and feeling good about yourself. So win one game at a time. We still have that opportunity. And how fun would that game in Baltimore be if the Browns were to go on this run, win tomorrow, win next Sunday, and then you go in Baltimore Sunday Night Football on Thanksgiving weekend for a game that could be winner has first place in the division. That could be a really, really, really big game. Um, so we got we got a lot of good stuff in store here, you know, with the Browns and with the podcast. But with that, guys, we're just going to wrap up this episode um, from Eric Metcalf and I. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe um, and go Cleveland Browns. Go Browns. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.